Hello and welcome back to another episode of Faye Answer Questions. This is the podcast where the Faye family tries to answer questions about life. But first off, Mom, Dad, how are you guys doing today? I haven't talked to you in a while. How's it going? It's going. <laughs> we were unthawed from the Arctic blast. Oh, we, yeah. We've had, uh, what, the high 60s or mid 60s this week. So all the snow's melted. So we're thawed out. Spring birds are out in full force. So we're good to go. It's crazy. I was talking to Kiefer last night and he's down in Texas. And I was like, oh, how's the weather there? And he was like, oh, yeah, it was like 70 something. Yeah. I was like, didn't you just have like the frozen hellscape apocalypse? He's like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the fish tanks thawed. We lost 14 fish. Oh, no. 15 fish. 15. Did yeah. we lose Jaws? Oh, yeah. He was. He's gone. He's gone. He was huge, by the way. God, yeah. dang, he was big. Oh, yeah. Dear listeners, it, it, little like goldfish, but little is not the word you would use for this guy. He was huge. Yeah, he was a he was a good two pounds. Yeah, fat fat boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but mom, dad, what's the question this week that we're trying to answer? This week it is: What does a fifty-year-old looking back think about how you should set up your finances? Ah, uh, the important stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, which is actually a good question. Um, so, of course, obviously, by the title, uh, said human is approaching the five zero mark. Uh, 36, not a day older. Not a day older than 36. <laughs> 32 and holding. <laughs> so, um, looking back, you know, uh, as we're sort of sitting here now and looking back on it, uh probably wish we could have known what we know now when we were 20. Mm. Um, and hence the reason that I keep sending out YouTube videos to you guys on our family chat. And, uh, you know, we talk about finances and investing and that kind of stuff mm -hmm. now because I'm trying to get you guys in your 20s uh, on the right track. Oh, sure. They've been super helpful, those videos. And I've, I've signed up to a um, newsletter from some investing um, guy from one of the videos that you sent out. I forget his name right now. Um, I think he does a good job. Yeah, he does. And it makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, I think looking back on it, for us anyway, one of the big things for us, early on was we were married very young and we had kids straight away. Well, yeah, I was also going to put in there that the first kid that you had had to be in the neonatal NICU. ICU. NICU for 10 days. Yeah, because he was premature. Well, little right. this kid. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so obviously having children is an expensive endeavor in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just keep costing you money. Yes. So, you know, they say, I think the latest figure I had is to raise a child from birth to 18 years is about a half a million dollars. 
Uh, yeah. Yep. But, you know, That's support absurd. doesn't end at 18. <laughs> uh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so we were, we were in our 20s married with three kids. So, you know, from birth to 18, we spent, a, you know, if we use that figure, a million and a half raising three kids. Yeah. That's insane to think about that much money moving through somebody's hands at that, that time. Right. And that's just, and that is just like life stuff. That's, you know, clothing, food, medical, yeah. Uh, yeah. entertainment. Yeah. I mean, that's not, that's not the big issues of college cars yeah. and all the rest of that stuff. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, um but anyway, the, the, long, the long and the short of it is I think a lot of people don't realize how much money actually passes through their hands uh, in their lifetime. Mm -hmm. And they probably don't pay any attention to that until such time, you know, where they're starting to get to our age and they're looking to retirement and they're like, holy hell. Oh, crap, yeah. <laughs> Got, you know, that's my way. Uh, which is one of the crazy things is I've got two people I work with here um, that I, I ask them, like they, one of them had car trouble recently and he had to buy a part for his car. And he was like, yeah, man, I don't have the money for it. I was like, how do you not have the money for it? Like we just got paid, you know, on the 15th and like, it's a decent paycheck. He's like, yeah, man, like I don't have that money. And I, and I asked him, I was like, like, where, where does all your money go? And he's like, well, I put, you know, X amount into savings, X amount. And then he was listing off like all of his bills, like internet, phone, whatever. And then just so much was just spent on just like bullshit. Right. Uh, I couldn't comprehend it. I was like, how are you, how did you already spend like your whole paycheck? <laughs> And people do, and people are living. They say people live paycheck to paycheck. That's not actually accurate. People in the United States really are probably two paychecks behind. Wow. And the reason is, which is what uh, we've tried to drill into you guys in the last five years, is they go out and they buy crap they don't need. Mm-hmm. Um, and they buy crap they don't need to impress people they don't like. Yeah, I never understood that. Right. Well, and we're also, America has been geared as an uh, instant gratification society. So mm -hmm. you deserve it. That's the, that's the catchphrase for every ad that you see. You deserve this. And if you have this, your life is great. But, yeah. you know, and it, and it's also true the saying that most Americans are one catastrophe away from bankruptcy. Yeah, so saw, catastrophe could mean a car part goes out and you cannot afford to buy a battery mm -hmm. for your car. Like we're talking $150, $200. Mm -hmm. That's the fine line that most people are at. Yeah, I saw a figure or some information the other day. I'm not sure to the veracity of this but it was like 47 percent of americans don't have enough money to cover like a 500 hundred dollar emergency expense no that's that's probably true yeah it's interesting um 
because recently both your brother and your sister had their own incidents where they, you know, called home and said, yo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of Ben and Fliss, that's the funny thing growing up is like, because like I never like had bills or anything, but like I'd have a job or, or something. And I just had, like had this cash sitting in like savings. And so like they would hit me up because they didn't want to talk to you guys. And they'd be like, you were a loan shark. Uh, yeah. Well, they, I mean, they'd text me and be like, Hey man, can you loan me like a couple hundred bucks? Like I'll pay you back for it. Like, I don't want to ask mom and dad again. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, but most people can't do that. Yeah. Most people are unable, uh, or would be unable to do what we just did, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and that's because they haven't set anything up. I, I right. was reading something the other day and we've always told you guys, you know, have a savings, pay yourself first, have that in there. This lady was saying, yeah, my mom taught me that. She said, have your, have your savings, pay yourself first. That's your savings account. Then you need to have a, Oh shit, this is big stuff. Yeah. Fund. And that is for major emergencies. Like you have you, you know, you've had a roof issue, your car needs new tires that unexpectedly, or you were in a car accident, like big, big life stuff. Right. And this woman was probably in her thirties and she had done that since she started working when she was in high school and she had something come up and she said, yes, it was stressful. And then I remembered I have the, Oh, big shit fund. Mm hmm. And I was at the money was there. I was able to get the money out. I was able to do what I needed to do and keep on moving. I didn't have to touch my savings. I didn't have to, you know, rack up a credit card or whatever. I had it there. So, you know, people need to realize that um, there, there is a point of delay, delayed gratification is very important right. because by paying yourself first through your savings, having an oh shit account, making sure you have stuff set up that you can take care of yourself when something happens and to provide for your future so you don't have to work until you're 70 or 80 or die. I mean, right. there, there's, there's no point in that. That's no, not what life is for. No. And um, getting, getting back to, I guess, your financial journey, um, both of you guys. So you're mid to late twenties, you have three kids. <laughs> um, what do you have at that point? Like what is your savings or investment look like? Everything, everything that we've done in terms of saving and investing has happened within the last five years. Oh. Prior, prior to that, we were, we were a typical American couple that was paycheck to paycheck. Um, raising kids, spending everything that came in the door, not necessarily on frivolous stuff per se. Like we, as you know, growing up, we didn't have a lot of, you know, furniture and we didn't have a lot of, uh, electronic devices and that kind of stuff. Right. Um, but you know, we drove nice cars. Um, we had credit cards that we would use when we take you guys out to dinner or we'd go out to eat or that. And so we had a bill from a credit card. You know, we just, we spent our money and we didn't really think about it. 
we try, I tried saving stuff, but there was always, I would get so far and then something would happen. And it was like, mm-hmm. okay, well, here's this that I'd saved up. So here we go. Yeah. So I think for us, we opened our eyes up, uh, probably I'd say five years ago. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's that's pretty sad. You know, you're talking in your 40s. You suddenly look around and go, holy crap, we've got mm. Um And part of that is we looked at two couples that are older than us and, and in retirement. You know, one couple uh, were in their 70s. Their, their, their home was paid for. Um, they had managed to save almost a million dollars for retirement. Um, And, you know, so they, you know, combine that with your, like, Social Security or pension or whatever, and then they had their money for retirement as well. So they they had a good, you know, they've got a good retirement. Mm -hmm. And they they spent a lot of time getting things in order. Uh, You got another couple that's in their 70s. relying on social security um their place is not paid for uh and that every every other year they're refinancing it to pull out whatever equity they might have in it just to survive so you've got a couple that's in their 70s that's you know 200 plus thousand dollars in debt still and i don't know how you pay a mortgage that's roughly a thousand twelve hundred dollars a month on social security uh, it seems impossible. <laughs> so that's what opened our eyes was we were looking at these two couples and we're like, well, we don't want to be like that that couple. Yeah, couple B. We want to be like this other couple. Yeah. So I think looking back from my age, uh, and if I was going to if I was going to start again, let's say let's say I could go back and be twenty again, and I could keep all the knowledge I had in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing I'd recommend is that there is a book out there. The book is called Your Money or Your Life. Okay. And it is a it is a it is a it's not only a guide, it is a workbook. You get it's got tasks in it that you should do. Mm. Um and for instance, the first thing they ask you to do is to figure out your net worth, what you're, what you're actually worth. And a lot of people, when they go and figure out how much they owe against how much they've got, have a negative figure. Oh, okay. Yeah. So net worth is totaling up all of your debts and all of your assets. Right. And figuring out if I sold my house, I'd get what for it, and I owe what on it. If I sold my car, I'd get what for it, and I owe what on it, and mm. then all your credit card. Yeah. Anyway, but there's all these things that that they lead you through, and it's a really, really good book because it really makes you take stock and go, "Holy hell!" Mm-hmm. Um, because I think the one thing we have all heard this saying: "Time is money." Right. Yeah. Money or money equals time, you know. This book lets you know, no, money equals life energy. You're wasting your life 
trying wow. to make money. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you can get some stuff in a row, you will have more life energy to spend on the things you want to do. It's very interesting because it takes it from a, it takes it from a, oh yeah, time is money perspective to, I, I'm actually wasting my life trying to earn this money that I never seem to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so your whole life has been geared, particularly in the, in the Western world, to working for 45 years. And then when you retire, you get to do what you want to do. People now, particularly like with the FIRE movement, financial independence, retire early, um, that movement, and there's a couple of, you know, the minimalist movement mm-hmm. and those kind of things, they're coming to the realization you don't have to work for 45 years. You can retire earlier if you just do some basic things, such as stop buying crap you don't need to impress people you don't like. Right. Live below your means. That's that's one that people always hear. Oh, they live beyond their means. No, you need to live below your means, which means every time you get a raise, you don't increase your lifestyle. If you are doing just fine and able to save on what you're making now and you get a raise, then your savings and investments then increase. Right. Right. Your output of what you need to live shouldn't increase except for the cost of living just that little bit that it goes up Mm -hmm. um you know try not to do a credit card you really don't need it if you have cash why do you need a credit card right and most places most places if you have cash you can negotiate for a cash discount so far in in my life i haven't needed a credit card yet no and you know we've spoken before warren buffett mark cuban those big mm-hmm. ends, they don't believe in credit cards. They don't have a credit card. Yeah. So, I mean, if a billionaire is telling you you don't need one, then you probably don't need one. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Um, oh, two, two questions. Um, sure. Do you remember who wrote that book? Uh, I, I know it is. You got it? She's okay. got it. Mom's going to run and get it because I will tell you who wrote it. Um, okay. I just didn't know. It didn't sound like um, Robert Kiyosaki. No, no. But th- now his books, you know, his books, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, The Cash Flow Quadrant, those books, everyone mm-hmm. should read those books. Everyone should read those books. Right. And it's not just reading it. It's understanding what he's actually saying because a bunch of people have read it but don't understand what he means. And so mm-hmm. they haven't changed their financial outlook. Um, your Money or Your Life was written by... Joe Dominguez and Vicky Robin. Joe Dominguez. Okay. Yep. And Vicky Robin. And it was like, it was written back in the seventies. Wow. And it's still, 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 still applicable today. Um, but I guess going off what mum said, um, mm-hmm. and going off looking back on our financial life, uh, we should have started saving way earlier than we did uh putting that and i'll tell you right now you will not save for retirement and retire with a lot of money if you're only saving 10 percent. absolutely impossible you need to figure out a lifestyle where you can save 
at least 25% of your income. Right, yeah. and, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, I'll, I'll put this out there because mom and dad, you guys opened my mail that I still have going to the house. And one of those things was my retirement account. Um, and you guys saw how much I have in there. Because um, I know in the, in the first year of this new job that I have, I didn't have any any bills really, so I maxed out my contribution to my retirement, um, right. which was like sixty percent of my paycheck, <laughs> which is probably stupid. But no, no, um, no, no, that will that, and that's the thing. If you go like if you go onto YouTube or even the internet and do a quick mm -hmm. search on if a twenty year old puts. You know, if a 20 year old puts $5,000 into a retirement account, right? Yeah. yeah. And never contributes to that again, how much it'll grow just purely by compound interest. Yeah. You know, so that yeah, was, that was, yeah, that was not stupid at all. Yeah. That was, okay. that was very savvy, very yeah. smart. And then in this, the second year I've been in, I, I reduced that amount a little bit because I had some bills that I had to pay for, which, Honestly, I probably could ramp it back up to <laughs> maxed out, but I've got forty percent of my paycheck. That's still great going into that's retirement. Awesome. Yeah, uh, that's way more than anyone else is doing. Yeah, and I think the thing too, you know, like retirement where I work, they, my employer, mm -hmm. which this is unheard of in in the U.S. Pretty much, my yeah. employer matches ten percent. 10%. My employer matches ten percent uh, for four hundred one k. I think mine only does like five percent. Well, that's yeah. even that's still good. Most that's employers, true. most employers don't match, and if they do match, a lot of them will only go to about three percent. Like my work just now brought in this year a four hundred one k. Everybody was excited about it until the presentation at our semi annual meeting and. It's employee only contributed. There's no employer oh. match. And I was like, why am I going to do that? If I take, because I can put in so much a year, and if I max that out, I can take that money and put it into some other stuff that we have going on, which will make more money. Right. Whereas putting it in there, it's not really doing what I need it to do for our situation. Um, and I'm like, that's great. It's pre-tax money, whatever, but it's not working hard for me the way I need it to. If we continue doing what we're doing, mm. it's a better option not to do it. So I'm opting out of it. Right. Um, one of the other things is, um, uh, uh sorry, health savings account. Yeah. It, I remember you talking about this in the last season, but, um, yeah. That, that's another way to maximize your money is if your employer offers a health savings account or an insurance plan that has a health savings account, not a flexible spending account. You want a health savings account like dad's employer matches that they put so much in and then he can max it out at seven grand a year right. to put in there. So we're doing that when it gets to that point there's a lot of different things you can do with that and still maintain it as a health savings account, but you can use it as an investment to mm -hmm. help grow that. And you can use that later in life. 
for medical expenses, which is great. I think the thing, the thing about financial stuff, everyone's different. They got to make their own personal decisions when it comes to their finances. Right. Uh, but at some point, at some point in your life, you're going to pay the piper. Yeah. So either you're going to, either you're going to live life and have a great life when you're young and travel everywhere and spend every dime you get and, and, uh, you know, go out and party hard or do whatever you want to do. <laughs> and then when you get to retirement, you're not going to have anything. Yeah. And you're going to be reliant on either your kids or the government to take care of you. And I would, if someone your age, I don't think Social Security is going to be around. No, it seems like it's coming to an end right now. I think they're going to end it. Um, and so they will make, they will force you to save for retirement. Yeah. You know, and we've got, People where I work, where we have a man, we have to put in 4% of our paycheck to retirement. It's mandatory. Um, but, you know, 4% of some of these people's paychecks is not a lot of money every year. No, you know, sure. You're, you're talking like $1,200. Mm -hmm. you know? So if you're saving $1,200 a year, you're not going to have it anywhere near enough to retire on. Not at all. Um, so. Uh, you can do that. You can do that scenario, and then when you when you get to retirement, it's when you're going to pay the piper. Mm -hmm. um, or you can suck it up and live w below your means right now in your twenties and your thirties, and stack like you were saying forty percent of your income into a retirement vehicle. And then by the time you hit your 40s and into your 50s, you'll look back and go, if I wanted to, I could retire now because you'll have two or three million dollars in retirement. Yeah. And there was someone in my work, he um, moved positions recently, so he's no longer there. Um, but he was telling us that for the whole time that he was in the job, like 20 some odd years, he maxed out his retirement contribution every single year right and he was telling me like he's retiring over five million dollars or something and he's only and like that's where he's at now and he's only like 40 something right uh, and the like, thing about wow and the thing about that is yeah you go oh four million or five million that's great well, here's what people need to understand you never touch the principle right you only mm -hmm. touch the interest and you want that interest to be making seven to 10, 12%, but you're only taking four right. of the interest. So your will continue to grow every year. Yeah. Um, I think now uh, in, in this day and age, particularly with, you know, the internet and uh, sites like YouTube and, and that kind of stuff, uh, resources, I wouldn't say uh, more available because we had plenty of resources when we were growing up. They're easier to access. Like you don't have to mm -hmm. get in your vehicle, drive to Barnes and Noble or the library or wherever you go to get a book to read it. Yeah. Now you can just, you and you can keep replaying those things, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I think, you know, looking back on our life, I wish we'd started saving way young, way earlier than we did. 
I wish we'd start taking that savings and putting it in investments way earlier than we did. Um, I wish that we had not moved around as much as we did uh, because we would have saved a lot. We would have changed our picture a whole bunch. Right. I mean, we had a bunch of great experiences, you know, living in different countries and traveling to different countries and all that sort of stuff was great. But for our financial health in retirement, not so good. <laughs> uh, but I mean, and it will be all right. I mean, I'm not going to cry a river over it. We'll be, we'll be perfectly okay. Um, but here's the thing also, it doesn't matter what age you are. So if you're young in your twenties listening or you're older, it's never too late to start mm-hmm. that journey. Right. So you have to make those decisions as to what's important for you. Where can I cut stuff? I mean, like even just this weekend, <laughs> we were talking about stuff and, and this is going to sound really funny, but dad needed a new pair of shoes. And I've been on him for a couple of weeks. We need to get you some new shoes. You can't keep wearing those. They're horrible. And so we did, we went and got him a pair of shoes and we need to get another pair. But it was like, we're looking at the prices and, and it's like, I'm not paying that, I'm not paying that. Nope, mm-hmm. like that, but not paying that. Oh, here, this is a good pair. Oh, yeah, this is comfortable. I'm like, are you sure? Is it just the price that's good? <laughs> so, um, I don't see spending $150 on a pair of tennis shoes. No, I don't understand that at all. I, I don't, 35 I don't care who goddamn name is on it. It's not worth 150 bucks. Yeah, like the only time I would spend 150 plus is if like I'm buying like a really good pair of running shoes. And it's like if I'm running a lot and like training for like a half marathon or a marathon. Right. Like that's the only time I can justify that. Yeah. I just, I just don't, I can't do it. So I'm a cheap, but I go to shoe carnival and I, and I don't get paid by shoe carnival, just so you know. Uh, <laughs> sponsored. we are not sponsored. Uh, but I go there and I buy a $35 pair of Pumas, you know? Mm-hmm. So, cause I'm cheap, but. They're we're not good. cheap. We're frugal. Frugal. We're frugal. You know, I, I'm not going to spend big money on shoes. And, and uh, it comes, so, so what? I'm two seasons out of date in style. Uh, that really doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't phase me care. one bit. No, <laughs> I just don't care. And, and that's the thing when you when you look at stuff, you have to decide when you're spending that money. Do I need it now, or would it better serve me in retirement? Mm. Or would it better serve me paying off my bills so I can invest in retirement right. later on? Um, you know, you have to, each person has to sit down and really take stock of what they have. And it's not fun. It's that hard look and going, oh God, I have really wasted a lot of time and money. But if you get past that and go, okay, how can I change my behavior and my thought process and my relationship to money. How do I change that to benefit me now and in the future? Mm -hmm. Once you do that, then it's like, Oh, okay. Aha moment. I can do this. This is not a problem. I mean, we, you know, everybody uses Starbucks as a, let's not, you know, cut your Starbucks out or whatever, which, 
everybody has their own little splurge thing. Mm, you millennials and your avocado toast and your <laughs> Hey, don't knock avocado toast. It's really good. <laughs> Our big splurge for us <laughs> is on the weekends when we go to can we say the name? We go to um, Einstein Bagels, and we pick up our bucket of used coffee grounds that we use in in our compost and stuff, Mm -hmm. and we get a coffee, a refill from our, bring our own mugs, get a refill, and I have to have my coconut milk in there. Uh, And and we get a bagel. Yeah. Or maybe two, depending on, you know, what, what it is. That's like our big splurge. Right. That we that we do. Um, our other big splurge is we buy a, a couple six packs of. Your spa, I was about min- to say your sparking sparkling mineral water. <laughs> yes, our sparkling mineral mineral water, which we have one a day, plus all the other water we drink. Mm-hmm. Like that's our little splurge, and you know, I'm like, yeah, if we cut that out, we we could, you know, save twenty bucks. 30 yeah. bucks, maybe. I mean, you but know what they say, hydrate or dihydrate, so. <laughs> right. We choose to hydrate. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I think looking back, just to give people sort of somewhere to go, because this is not about, I'm not going to tell you how to set your finances up. That's going to have to be your decision. All right? Right. I would grab your money or your life, and I would read it. Hmm. Um, so I would follow the steps. Yeah. And did you go from there? Did you guys uh, um, sit down and like, do an Excel spreadsheet and figure out all your ins and outs and that sort of thing? Did yeah. you? Yeah. Um, we did. I I sat down and I've still got a bunch of stuff on the computer that I've done. Mm. Um, that I've kept just so we can see where we're going. You've got to have a map or you'll never get there. Right. Um, the other thing I would recommend is there is a YouTube channel that we have mentioned a lot and we keep up with them and what they're doing. And it's called Our Rich Journey. Uh, a couple called Aman and Christine. Uh, and they retired in their 40s to Portugal with $2 million in the bank. Ooh. And two teenage and two teenage girls. So they they've they've got a wealth of information on their YouTube channel. Their videos are very well done. Uh, it's it's worth going and watching their channel. They're part of the fire movement, and the, and they will show you that side of things. And that may or may not work for you, but they're they've got information there about how to set up different accounts, how to how to do different stuff. So that you can get ahead. Mm. And then, of course, I've sent you guys on our family chat, Neil McCoy Ward, who's very good. And the last one I sent, which is, I think, the one you subscribed to his newsletter, The Best of Us Investors. Yes, that's the one I I signed up uh, for the newsletter for. He's really good. But Mark Tilbury is on YouTube is another good guy. Oh, got- I really like his videos. Mark Tilbury's really good. Yeah. Stock Mo is another guy, but he's all about investing and, and buying stocks and going into the stock market. So, mm-hmm. you know, let's talk money with Joseph Hogue. He's another one that's stock market driven. So 
you know, there's Mr. Money Mustache. He's got his own website and blog out there that, you know, he, he retired at 35. There's some, there's some resources right there that if you just pick, if you'll read the book, I recommend and then pick just one of those YouTube channels. Right. And listen to it and understand it and follow it as best you can to suit your life. You won't be in a, financial picture of when you get to 45 going oh, holy hell we've got a very short time to do something for retirement right, right, right. I do want to say one thing um, everybody's financial journey is different everybody's viewpoints are different which makes the world an interesting place so if we're talking about the fire movement which you know that that works for us that resonates with us Maybe your journey is somebody else's and it, and that resonates with you. It's not that one is better than the other. So there's no need to poo poo the one or the other. It's what works for you. In the end, it's all trying to get you to the same point of being financially independent and being able to take care of yourself now in the future, whatever. Um, and fire gives you that opportunity to retire early if you want retire meaning you don't have to work for the man. You can work for you. You have the mm -hmm. funds that you can then pursue your passions and make that a career. But it doesn't matter how much you're making or not making because that's not what you're solely dependent on to live. Right. So, you know, everybody's situation is different and doesn't mean your way of doing it is correct and the only way to do it or somebody else's. So, you know. Be gracious. Listen to people. Be open-minded. You're going to learn more. The more you take in, the more you research stuff, you have more information, which is great. But you do have to do something with that information. You can't just sit on it and be immobilized because of information overload and not knowing what to do. You have to take that first step. You have to assess your financial situation, find a system that works for you, and work it. Do we have anything else to say about finances? And please start early. Yes, please start, start early. Now. The earlier you start, the better off you are. And it's never too late. It is never too late to make a change. And it, and if you're in your late thirties, early forties, listening, and you're going, "Oh my gosh, what do I need to do?" Take stock of what you have in your house. This sounds really crazy, but look around and go, "Do I really need that? Do I really use that? Can I put that on?" Poshmark and sell it. Can I put that on eBay and sell it? You have money sitting in your home. Right. In your wrapped up in your stuff to impress nobody. So impress yourself by putting that money to work for you. Yeah. And, and this is not saying like, you know, sit in your living room with a lawn chair and a TV sitting Don't on a pile of books. But... That. <laughs> <laughs> we did outdoor furniture inside for a while. I mean, it was just like, whatever. We did, and I think the dog used it more than anybody else. But that's pretty much why we did it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but you know, you you make those choices, and and you do what you need. And and for us, having as you guys left the house, we didn't need a huge amount of furniture. Oh, you know, we no, were you guys downsized. While while things were, you know, getting to that point, they probably needed to be replaced. We did that hard look of like, well, do we really use it? Do we really need it? 
can we just have a couple chairs mm-hmm. and you know the nice outdoor furniture bring that into the dog can destroy that and not the good chairs right yeah you know, which is what we we'll, what we did for a while mm-hmm. you know you just you just look for for ways to make it work for you yeah i think for me the thing that resonates most is more like the minimalist um, stuff because like i don't enjoy spending money <laughs> Mm-mm. I think the older your dad and I get, the more the minimalist lifestyle totally appeals to us and mm-hmm. the self-sufficiency lifestyle. I mean, we have three greenhouses in the backyard and we have mm-hmm. compost and we grow our own food and we're, you know, as we like to say, we're the good life, self-sufficiency <laughs> in Servington and we have our British comedy people from the seventies will understand what that is. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a really funny show. <laughs> um, but you know, we, we just look for stuff and we, we look at, you know, well, there's this, but can we repurpose it for something else? Do I need to buy something that is specifically labeled for this or can I use yeah, what I, I have think, here? Yeah. And no, so sure. we, we've done a lot of that with our, aquaponics with our uh, cracky method bucket stuff you know we, we just look at different things a different way to make it work and you know so we have a drainage issue in the backyard can we put in our own version of weeping weirs well yes we have a ton of monkey grass we don't like where it is let's move it right and you know just little things like that to help until we decide we want to spend the money to if it's going to make a difference or not. And that's, that's our big thing for us is we look at if I spend X amount of money, is it going to get me where I need to be? Right. And and so when it comes to spending money, is that going to get me to the islands? Is that going to get me to the boat? Mm -hmm. No. Well, it will be useful for that. Will will this item last until we retire and still be good when we get there? Well, no. Well, then let's do this instead. It, it's yeah. making those hard choices. Yeah, I got you. Which, which become less and less. And in doing this, we're not saying don't have fun. There's no. so many ways to have fun with spending little to no money, mm-hmm. which that in and of itself is fun to do to see if you can manage to make it a week without spending you know, extra that wasn't in the budget or can you, whatever, or finding things to do that, that, yeah, that don't cost you. Yeah. That are dual purpose, exercise and fun, you know, type of thing. Sure. Did you say you had another question? Um, I did at one point. I forgot what it was. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I talked too much. No, you're all good. Um, but I think that about, wraps it up for today and this week um hopefully you guys out there got some good information feel free to send us questions i always put the email in the description down below so do feel free to reach out if you have anything you want to you want to ask us um, send questions send questions hit send like, comments you know hit what? like hit subscribe hit notifications yeah please do send questions because we may or may not have started season two without a full list of questions <laughs> <laughs> we're fey winging it as you yeah 
Um, but once again, thank you so much for listening to everybody out there. Um, hope you enjoyed. And I'll see you guys again next week. Bye. Bye. Have a great life. Bye. Or a great week. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>